0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and I've got some scary Christmas stuff for you today. All right, guys, sorry I'm late. Been, uh, had uh, my company Christmas party last night, and, um. That and I've been really trying to get this freaking new uh, app I have. Got my new app for editing my videos for YouTube. I'm still trying to it out, figure it out. I got I got it where I can put my uh, still picture up and all that or my video. I just got to figure out my fucking sound. For some reason, I can't get the sound. But I am getting it figured out. It's just, uh, I mean, I'm confused. Some computer savvy, but not a whole whole lot. Anyways, man, thank you for being here. Sorry I am late, but I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you keep downloading And I hope you guys are ready for a good Christmas. I am, thank goodness. I finally got all my stuff done. But just want to say thank you guys for listening everywhere, and I really mean it, man. I really want you guys to send me some emails of where you're from and maybe some places I can talk about where you live. That would be pretty amazing, but yeah, well right, guys, I guess uh, I got all that out of the way, and forget, don't forget, check out my YouTube, I'm gonna work, keep working on getting my videos put on there, but go check my YouTube channel out, Ghost Stories Told From The South, and uh, yeah guys, I appreciate it very, very, very much. But I guess we'll get on with the little stories we do. Today, I got some uh, stories about Christmas. You know, like the legend of the mistletoe bride. And then the uh, the brown lady of Random Hall. And then we got uh, an erotic woman every Christmas. Or an eccentric woman every Christmas. And... And then in Brooklyn, we got something going on, and then we got the, uh, streets, uh, the headless dog roams, the, uh, some kind of headless dog roams the streets on Christmas in a certain place, but I think it'll be fun. We're gonna have a great time today, so get you a nice warm blanket, get you some cocoa or some tea or whatever you like to drink or coffee or whatever. Toked a fire a little bit. Get nice and comfy. And let's get into some old Christmas legends. <laughs> Alright, our first story is The Legend of the Mistletoe Bride haunts England's Brom, Brom, Bromshill, Bromshill House. The Legend of the Mistletoe Bride has been retold for centuries and has taken many forms while the story true the story's true origin is difficult to determine many come to believe its roots are in the uh are in the disappearance of Lord Lovelace's bride at the broms Bromshill House in Hampshire, England allegedly Lord Lovely was preparing to wed a young woman related to Sir John Cope, the owner of the Bronze Hill House. This was around Christmas so Mistletoe hung throughout the uh, mansion inspiring the wedding party to play a game. The young bride-to-be would hide somewhere in the mansion. The groomsmen would all seek her out, and whoever found her first would get to kiss her. That's effed up. I mean, but that kind of game really went on, but why would you want your fiancé to go hide, and then your best friends go find her, and the first one that does kisses her? Seems kind of weird. Anyways, so the bride went to hide, and the wedding party sought to find her. However, the minutes turned into hours and they still could not find her. Eventually, the game turned terribly serious, so no matter where they looked, she remained missing. Not until 50 years later did Lord Lord Lovely, still seeking answers to his bride's disappearance many years ago, he stumbled upon a secret closet in an upstairs room of his house inside he found a wooden chest sealed shut with a lock upon opening the chest he found the nearly unrecognizable remains of his bride ain't that creepy this poor girl went and hid and somebody um, put a lock on the little coffin thing she was in, and she basically died in there. Man, that's, that's effed up. I mean, that's a hell of a way to go. Could you imagine dying like that, screaming, and no one can hear you, and you're just dying away? <laughs> that would suck. Suck, suck, suck. All right. Who's ready for story number two? Ha <laughs> ha the brown lady of ranham hall wanders the passages every christmas the brown lady of Ranham hall has replaced visit oh has perplexed visitors and paranormal investigators for hundreds of years back in the 1700s owner owner charles townsend married a young woman named dorothy walpole where they lived happily together for some time in the big hall townsend soon became paranoid that his wife was being unfaithful to him eventually driving himself mad with jealousy he decided to hide dorothy away in the hall telling all their friends and family that she had tragically passed. Dorothy was forced to stay inside the mansion, allowed allowed only to wander through the halls. Not long after, she perished, never having left the hall after her husband's imprisonment imprisoned her. Ever since her passing, People have witnessed the image of a woman in a tattered brown dress wandering through the halls. And some of these reports encounters are truly horrific. One visitor, unaware of the brown lady's legend, approached a woman in the hall only to have her look at him with a glowing face but where her eyes should have been, there were only empty sockets. Years later, after numerous other report reports and sightings, a photograph from a Country Life magazine visiting the hall to document it on an article they was doing on the uh, hall. After snapping a photo of the central stairway, she saw within the image of a hazy... Silhouette that many believe is none other than Dorothy Walpole, the brown lady. That would be creepy. You go to go up to confront somebody and ain't got no damn eyes in a eye socket. Yeah, that would flip me out too. And this is probably going to be a little shorty today. I just uh, figured it'd be kind of cool to go over some ghost legends and stories and stuff, you know, around... For the Christmas holidays. So let's get on with our next story. An old Victorian house is allegedly haunted by an eccentric woman every Christmas. One group of ghosts from the Stark family has created quite a legacy for themselves. The Starks left behind numerous spirits. That are now haunting a Victorian home in Lundington. In Londington, Maine. And visitors have reported numerous sightings, particularly around Christmas. One such spectator, Viera Stark, was well known in life for her eccentric and it's for eccentric. For her accessories and seems to have thought them with her into or took them with her into the afterlife. Those who claim to have seen her ghost say she appears in the front yard of the home wearing a fur coat and picking flowers, just as she did in life. In addition, the ghost of the Stark's daughter, who suffered a terrible mishap in the mansion's gymnasium, can allegedly be seen walking through the halls of the home. The current owners of the home, ha- the current owners of the home have even attempted to open it up to historical tours, but they Apparently, run into the prob- the problems. Our spirits did not care if being open to the public and went wild. So, basically, is what she's saying. They've tried to open up to open it up to the public and do tours and stuff, but they just keep on having a lot of a uh, paranormal activity. Pretty crazy, man. Well, you know, if somebody is attached to something, and of course I've been doing this for a while and it seems like when someone's attached to a place like that, they're just when they pass they're just there. they never go on. <laughs> it's crazy <coughs> It's crazy, crazy, I tell you okay, a legend phantoms plague a Brooklyn home during christmas a few weeks before christmas in 1878 edward f smith was at his home in brooklyn new york when the doorbell rang he answered the door but there was no one there This soon became a nightly occurrence the doorbell would ring only for smith to find no one outside and no signs that anyone had had been there at all growing growing frustrated smith sprinkled ashes and flour along the path of the door expecting to find footprints left behind but the sub- substance were undisturbed and the noises continued no matter where he and his family Stood around the house, the noises remained, indefinite, indefinitely, there still. Smith and his family were grow, were growing more concerned as the doorbell ring turned into an aggressive bang on the door, on the doors. Eventually, they contacted the police. The ringing and banging continued and still no one was able to identify the source. One night a brick suddenly flew through the window from outside. Even though police officers were standing nearby and saw no one, although they investigated the home for some time, police were unable to identify the cause of the disturbance. Smith and those who witnessed these strange occurrences concluded that they must be paranormal in nature. So, you never know what you're gonna get into. That one was pretty cool. That See, that would just baffle the crap out of me that my doorbell would ring every night and somebody would knock on the door and be like, Ah! It's a be crazy. Uh, oh... Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. That was effing rude. I just slammed too much of my Red Bull this morning. And I'm trying not to drink so many. And when I do, the carbonation really gives me the hiccups and the burpees. And I'm very sorry for that. All right. Let's get on with our next story. All right. Our next story is the ghost of Sir Jeffrey... D. Mandeville and his headless dog roam the streets on Christmas Eve. The story of Sir Geoffrey, the Mandeville is bear, is berming with political betrays. He held the title of Earl of Exce- Excess and was proscurious European land, was a proscurious proscuous European landowner during the eleven hundreds. Because of his title, he had a he had great influence over 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 royal politics at the time. However, when a debate emerged regarding the rightful heir to the throne, the choice the or wait, his choice he his choice, his choice Choice the losing side. He chose the losing side and was prominently stripped of many of his assist and uh, excommunicated from the uh, church. During his excommunication, Sir Gruffrey was slain on the uh, battlefield, but because of his ex he was not allowed a proper Christian burial. Which many believe left his spirit trapped with the uh, earthly, with his earthly realm. Rumors claim that Sir Geoffrey was also left, uh, also left a curse on the property he owned, starting or stating that should they ever be taken away from him. Ruined would befell his betrayal. And every six years on Christmas Eve, he and a headless dog would haunt the lands trapped in a red... Or okay, headless dog. Yeah, trapped and wrapped in a uh, red cloth. Even since his demise, people who have visited the properties he once owned Particularly, the Pez, the Pemez Rock Bridge in East Bernal, have reported hearing strange sounds and even witnessing the hazy image of a headless dog of a headless dog barking through the fog, accompanied by a knight in full armor and a red cloak. Pretty crazy stuff. Alright. got another little treat for you. I don't know if I've done this before, but I've talked about Krumpus. But this is uh, some uh, places in Europe. And there are uh, urban legends on Christmas. And there's, you know, kind of stuff like that. So if I mess up some of these words and butcher them, I'm very very sorry. Okay. The first story we are going to do is the Bells Nickel. The origins of this is Palatin the Palatinate Palatinate Palatine Region, southwestern Germany. The uh, Bell's Nickel is a German monster who visits children to whip them into shape, as a foul to Jolly Saint Nick. Bell's Nickel's name comes from bells, an older German word, for, or, a German word for fur and nickel, as a nod to Saint Nicholas. He wears a mask and dresses in all furs and is said to visit alone because children before deciding to either reward them with a gift or punish them with a wooden rod. Damn! Belznik may have originated around the Middle Ages and is now well known across Pennsylvania thanks to German immigrants who moved to the area known as the Pennsylvania... Known as the Pennsylvania Dutch. Okay. Okay. I've already talked about Krampus. I ain't going to talk about him. Okay. Now this one's called the Yule Lads. The origin is Iceland. The Yule Lads are thirteen mischievous boys, each with a dis with a each with a distinctive name and description who causes mayhem in 13 days leading up to Christmas. They dwell in mountains, caves with their parents and cat. Sorry if I screwed its name up. La Pialoe, their dad, is lazy and stays in the cave, and their mom, Gorilla, is a a giantess who seeks out naughty children to add to her stew. The cat's name is Jahol Cotteron and is also known as the Yule Cat. The Yule Cat is a giant black cat who lurks the countryside to devour anyone who isn't wearing new clothes. That's effed up. What if you can't afford to buy new clothes, man? Anyways, the Yule Lad's first Written, their first written mention was in a 17th century poem, and in 1746, the Icelandic government banned parents from telling scary stories about them to their kids. Today, they have a mere contotion and are said to come down from the mountains to celebrate and entertain. Okay, the next story we got is the Fra Prachetta. Its origins are Alpine, Austria, in Germany. Now, I said Austria, not Australia. The Fra Prachetta, I hope I'm saying, I'm probably fucking butchering that name, and I'm sorry. Also known as the Burchetta and other uh, variants, is a goddess from the Alpine Pegasus in the early Middle Ages. She's associated with the Birchintag, or the first of the Epiphany, which takes place on the twelfth night after Christmas on January 6th. Her name means Bright One, because depending on your behavior, she could either appear as a bright, youthful woman, or as a scary older witch with a long, beaked nose, one large foot, tattered clothes, and a knife under her skirt. Barchetta is known to torment people who did not properly celebrate the twelve days of Christmas. If you spun yarn on a holiday or did not feast properly, Barchetta would would have said to come to your house while you are asleep slit your belly, rip your guts out, and replace them with straw and pebbles. Wow! That's a good one. I'll make sure I tell my kids that one to scare the piss out of them. All right, our next story is the Anissus, The Wait, Anes, The Anessi. Its origins is in Norway. Known as the Toti in Sweden is what we think of as a gone, a tiny bearded man wearing a red cone shaped hat. In the year twelve hundred a Swedish man found a six inch tall wooden statue depicting one in a fisherman's house in Norway with the words Nisi red, red star, starless which translate to Nessie's correct size. They like to stay around farms and help with chores. In return, they request a bowl of porridge, with butter on top. If they do not get that, they will wreck, wreak havoc. When the when the Nessie's got no butter, on his Christmas porridge, is a tall tale about a girl putting butter on the bottom of a Nassie's porridge instead of on top. When the Nessies first saw the porridge, he got upset and killed the farmer's best cow, then came back to eat the porridge upon discovering that the butter at the bottom. He felt remorse and stole the uh, neighbor's best cow to replace the one he killed. Now that guy's pretty nice. I mean, he felt bad for what he did and he's like, Uh, Hey, I'm sorry I killed your prize cow, so I'm going to go steal you one, okay? That's a pretty nice guy. All right, now we're going to go talk about the hands trap. The origins of this is in the Alasis lorraine region of France. Hands trap, also known as the Christmas Scarecrow, was diverged from the real story of a knight named... Hans von Trotha, von Trotha lived in the fourteen hundreds and got, hit, got in an arg- argument with the Catholic Church over property, which eventually led him to being excommunic- excommunicated from the from I mean excommunicated after he destroyed and damned the dam that flooded a, re- a village. Okay, so he destroyed a dam that destroyed a village. Okay, the legend of Hand's Trap says he is gre- he is a greedy man who has excelled for working with the devil to get more wealthy. While exiled, he he discussed he discussed himself as a scarecrow, and snatched up children to eat. He then got struck by lightning by a lightning bolt and died. But he is said to reappear in a scarecrow attire on Christmas time, preparing a naughty children. What? Oh, preparing, prying on naughty children for food. Well, I hope y'all liked this one today. Sorry it was a little short, but I was trying to think something, you know, tied in with Christmas. But next week is our last episode of the year. So, oh shit, no, this one is, yeah. No, 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 next week. So what I'm going to do next week, I'm going to find some stories. I'm going to go back and find some of the best uh, episodes of the year. I'm going to replay that one. So I think that would be great. And then I'm going to start hitting it hard. And get back into finding some creepy, scary stuff to talk to you beautiful people about. But I'm glad you stopped by, guys. Sorry for the inconvenience. Sorry I keep being late. I get past its New Year's and Christmas holidays. We'll be alright. Everything will be going back on Saturdays. Because I'm going to have to get them out on Saturday mornings now and do them on Friday night. Because my son starts basketball season after the first year or so. But I hope everybody's going to have a great holiday. Hope y'all are going to do good. I hope you're doing good. Be safe out there, guys. I don't want to be telling no ghost stories about you. So be safe. We love you. Here at uh, Scare, uh, Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LaBooth. Go check out the YouTube channel. And you can get this you podcast on any uh, platform. So Until then, guys. Until next time. We will see you later. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a great great Christmas and a great Christmas day and all that good stuff. And we'll see you next Saturday. Be scary, my friends. <laughs> that was so dumb. Ha <laughs> We'll see you later, the Go guy. Later, though. Be good and see you later.